Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur who's been highly recognized, Ajay Chaturvedi. Ajay, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be uh, Ajay, here. thank you. Uh, Ajay is the founder of uh, Harva XPO, the first all-women BPO in rural India. He's a World Economic Forum recognized young global leader. He's a CNN IBN youth icon. He's a youth Indian leader of 2011. And he's an author. And a lot of you know I'm very partial to authors. He's an author of a book titled Lost Wisdom of the Swastika. So Ajay, let's start talking about Harva XPO. I hope I've got the pronunciation yeah. right. Absolutely, yeah. There, there, there's a huge meaning behind it, which I'm glad very few people recognize, but you know, I'm glad you did. Okay, so uh, tell me a little bit about this venture and what does uh, HARVA mean? So Harva, you know, I, I've been, uh, first of all, I think you and I kind of are on the same plane because, you know, we've had similar backgrounds. Mm -hmm. uh, critical thinking comes naturally to us, right? So, so thinking about things and problem solving is really what gives us the high, right? Most mm -hmm. of us are really about problem solving. It's not mm -hmm. really about, you know, what the outcome is. It's about, you know, being able to solve that critical problem. Mm -hmm. So for me, the real issue was, uh, in my previous avatar, when I was at the bank, um, mm. as a banker, when I traveled across, I realized a lot of things, a lot of loops, a lot of loopholes, and a lot of uh, things that, you know, are not visible to mm. a normal person's eye. And right. that's what I started seeing, that the real opportunity in India mm. was actually being able to tap it as a producer's economy rather than as a consumer's market. Mm. Right? That was the foundation of it. But you can't tap the value unless first you start to create it or recognize it. Right. So the genesis of the name is harnessing value of rural mm. India. Okay. Right. And you can't harness value without you first creating it or at least, you know, identifying it. I mean, you mm. can have a mine of gold, but what good is it if you're not able to mine it? Right. Mm. So that's the genesis of the name. The reason XPO is because the initial thought and uh, while it's been 10 years uh, since, and this will get eventually acted out, the mm. XPO really uh, evolves from the whole idea of X process outsourcing. Okay. Anything can be outsourced there, mm. right? Because this is from a economic scale, you'd probably find from a conventional sort of a measurement stick, uh, rural India would probably be at the lowest, right? It mm -hmm. does not go beyond this, right? Correct. So rural areas of Africa and everything. Mm. But when you talk about being able to create value, rural India is the bottom, mm. right? Then, of course, there's other ones like rural Africa, rural Thailand, whatever. But we're not even considering those, right? Mm. From a basic understanding of where value can start getting created, it's this. Right. So that's the genesis of the name and uh, okay. that's the foundation. Okay. And, uh, you know, you said you were a banker in your earlier avatar. Uh, yeah. What made you move out of the banking world into not just your becoming an entrepreneur, but into rural India? Right. See, the 2008 uh, real estate crisis uh, was something that is glaring in front of all of us. Right. Mm -hmm. When you look at this and, you know, it's been just a decade. Like when I say just a decade, it's like, the the uh, the scam that sort of erupted uh, with Ramalinga Raju that was about seven thousand crores Correct. and at that time that was a you know humongous figure for us. Absolutely. Right? Then came out uh, CWG and you know all kinds of other scams mm -hmm. and they were just in orders of magnitude that just kept rising. Mm -hmm. But what really intrigued me at that time was anybody who told you that you know they did not know from within the bank that this was coming mm -hmm. uh, was either fooling you or they were completely unaware. Mm -hmm. Right. And once that started becoming apparent, 
uh, then it just sort of started to make a huge room in my head mm-hmm. that you know this is not the right way mm-hmm. it cannot be you know you cannot be going in the same direction when you know that you know it's it's uh, you know polluting it it's mm-hmm. almost like the meat industry you know mm-hmm. it's the biggest contributor to um uh you know global warming and climate change mm-hmm. if you still keep eating meat despite that i mean there's something dead within you mm-hmm. you know ever since i've got to know after research that one genes takes about 2000 gallons of water to get processed mm-hmm. you know an average human does not urinate more than half a liter mm-hmm. of urine in a day mm-hmm. then you start to put these things together and you can't then talk about circular economy or giving back to the society if you still keep doing these things and you know mm-hmm. close your right once i began to understand that rural india was the one place where i t- actually so you know when i was in the us i actually ended up buying a couple of farms you know mm-hmm. in uttarakhand and haryana and rajasthan and places mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. after i traveled there there's a lot of things that started becoming apparent to me mm-hmm. which was not otherwise uh, visible from a media perspective or studies perspective things that you start to see and witness and you're like just you know it just completely you know uh, uh, sort of a eureka moment for you right and i'll narrate a couple of incidences mm-hmm. and you know you you'll, you'll probably yeah. uh, understand yeah. that yeah. better mm. so Very uh, that that's what made me change right i mean after a point in life uh, money is not really that important yeah. right i mean if somebody asks me you know what's your objective in life i mean becoming the richest person in life is it's it's actually too shallow i mean okay jeff bezos is the richest person in uh, you know in the world today what's he done right he went to the space for 11 minutes you know his girlfriend is chasing leonardo dicaprio and i'm sorry for saying this but you know i find it hilarious right your divorce bill gates is divorce so okay what is your definition of happiness right, right. and so i'm i'm just using the names as uh, incidental yeah, yeah. No, names i fully understand really, and i and i right, agree with what you're anything, saying right? i agree with you and i fully agree with what right. you've just said that and i've i've said this for many many years that one more zero right. to your net worth is not going to change your life at all absolutely right well if said. you're not able to enjoy the love of your family your you know wife your loved ones your kids you're not able to enjoy a peaceful night dinner and sleep i, mean, mm. I don't know what well said you know, well said so, but coming back to uh, you know harva xpo why yeah. did you decide to focus only on women so this is an interesting question i get asked a lot of times mm. that's not what i started out with as you know the name reflects it's harnessing value of rural india even harnessing values is really about harnessing value cuz in my head right what always makes sense is is there value that you can tap without really affecting the the you know whole system right mm-hmm. and um, uh, as you know you probably would read cotelia fellowship network is like the next venture that i'm working on mm-hmm. and there's a subject that you know has been taken out from a book which is called kulhar economy mm-hmm. now what is kulhar economy kulhar economy is essentially it makes something from the soil right the potter makes the cup or the kulhar mm-hmm. and then that is augmented by the tea seller which is sold back to the uh, buyer who consumes it and puts it back economic value is generated with zero sort of emissions zero wastage and what not right that is the you know the uber the orgasmic state of economy in my head right Correct. when i start to really think about it so when coming to rural india what we realized is that of course the next step after the regular bpo industry the boom that you know india mm-hmm. had seen in the 90s and early 2000s of the bpo mm-hmm. the mm. biggest next step would be go to rural india mm. and when we started to and this is the incident that you know essentially was the eureka moment for me for that mm. we went and presented in a khap village jat uh, village khap panchayat in mm. haryana 
right? Because mm. I, I basically I landed from the US into Gurgaon, right? Mm. I didn't come to Dehradun. I landed in Gurgaon. Ended up buying a farm on Sona Road, mm. and one of the villages that was incidentally there was no Google Maps that was functioning at that time. There were okay. no telephone networks, mm. right? So you could go to Badshapur, and there'd be no telephone network, right? Mm. Mobile phones was still not a reality as it is today, right? So right. the reality I'm talking about 2008. Mm-hmm. was completely different from what it is today mm-hmm. we went there and presented to a group of people about 3 400 people group like in a village and uh, you know there were a couple of my colleagues and we you know had this computer that we were carrying around cuz laptop was not possible at that time so mm-hmm. we were carrying this computer around and we gave a presentation we essentially told them what uh, bpo was what labor mm-hmm. arbitrage was in you know so much in hindi and everything mm-hmm. and um, at the end of this presentation we said okay now there will be a test mm. suddenly a hand goes up and i say um, you know this woman says you know she had a question like you know i'm really surprised because i was hoping there'd be all these youth who would be coming up to ask questions mm. she said um, uh, you know I'll, i'll use this hindi right mm-hmm. i'll um, sir mujhe aapke sath kaam karna hai i mm. said theek hai aap aapka naam kya hai kehti hai anita mm. and she says um, i i've completely understood what you're saying i said you know i'm really thrilled although mm. i was not expecting somebody of your profile because you know while looking at her you could make out she's about 35 36 mm. she probably does not uh, you know she's probably ha- got a family and kids mm. and what not and said i asked her you know have you you know uh, what have you studied till mm-hmm. and she says i've uh, completed eight standards mm-hmm. i said wow that's you know really brave mm-hmm. uh, you know we were hoping for college graduates and youth and you know girls mm-hmm. and guys to come up mm-hmm. but you know i'm glad that you've uh, come up mm-hmm. have you worked on a computer she says i've never worked on a computer mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was you know really confused i said you know how can you be so confident that you want to work with mm. me with what with us what you're trying to do when you haven't even worked on a computer you've studied late grade she says yeah but i understood you know and she's essentially explained to me in hindi what labor arbitrage was aap mehanga bechoge sasta kharidoge aur jitna paisa banega usse hame salary doge she essentially explained Amazing. to me mm. i said fantastic right mm. so <clears throat> i said great you know you please give the test and if you qualify mm. we'll we'll uh, consider mm. you um and she says uh, uh, you know uh, i said you know uh, uh, there's be about two and three hours uh, of test and we'll go out so we are on our way out and mm. she stops me she says sir mujhe aapse kuch puchna hai i mm. said uh, what and she says you know in school we were taught a b c d mm. but this thing that you have in front of you it says q w e r t y u i o p mm. why is that uh. i'm a computer science engineer from one of the most reputed colleges in the country mm. Mm. I had no idea, right? I'm like stumped. I mean, I I know, of course, mm. you know, all of us have done research, but that's not the first thing intuitively that comes to you, right? Mm. I said, okay, great. You know, you've you've got me stumped. You know, please, uh, you know, spend time on this computer mm. uh, for another three four hours, and then you give the test, and we'll come back and we'll chat. Mm. So after about three four hours, we come back, mm. and this woman is beaming, mm. and uh, I'm looking at her quizzically. I'm thinking, you know, what's what's uh, with with her, and she says. Uh, मुझे आपको कुछ बताना है Right, and I'm thinking, mm. you know, this is fantastic. Right, that was the year I come home into where I'm thinking, if this woman could recite the keyboard mm. and memorize it, I mean, imagine, look at her capabilities. Right, mm. 
So that is the moment we started to think, okay, mm-hmm. great, you know, why don't we give her a chance without the going uh, through the actual test? Because if I were to teach somebody computers today, mm-hmm. right, I'd start with um, Charles Babbage, the father of computers, ENIAC, mm-hmm. EDIAC, mm-hmm. Abacus, 486, P86, you know, mm-hmm. Intel, Microsoft, all kinds of things. Mm. They did not care, right? All this is completely gone. Mm. These women started to, so we actually went out and uh, got about a 500 women of those, you know, 50 trained that we got. We got them to a point where all of them started to, you know, memorize these keyboards mm. and they would start looking. Now, this is 2008. This is mm. not today, right? Yeah. Uh, 2008, nine, right? So they would start looking at Excel and they would memorize, right, this particular option mm. and this particular, you know, uh, choice from the, uh, there mm. so they will not know italics they'll know that number mm. right for them it's a tool mm. it's like you know you're driving a mercedes i'm driving a lamborghini somebody's driving a Mar- maruti 800 all of us get a flat we go to mm. the same exact puncture wala Correct. he does not know aerodynamics engineering he does mm. not know you know mechanical engineering all he needs to do is open those five nuts take out the wheel fix the flat put it back simple mm. that's what these women did so you know initial projects mm. that we had were you know digitization of you know, business cards and all kinds of things. So mm-hmm. that basically is how we started. Now, after four women, five women walked in, no man would walk in, mm-hmm. right? And so the women, you know, basically populated themselves. It ended up being a women-only venture, right? Nice. Then we didn't really have any youth who were, you know, college-going youth and whatnot. Mm-hmm. To the extent that, you know, when the Nirbhaya incident happened mm-hmm. in 2011 or 12, uh, somebody came to us, uh, one of the journalists from, I think, it was Times of India or wherever. And they said, you know, what have you done for security of women? And, you know, honestly, when you're running a rural venture, I mean, your, your profit margins are like razor thin, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you're really thinking of scale and then, you know, going up. I was literally at that, you know, five, 10 seconds, I was completely numb. I'm thinking, you know, what should I answer? This mm-hmm. woman from behind me comes up and she says, sir, right? this is a dark village. So I'm thinking, yeah. great, you know. So it sort of sorted itself out in a way, right? It ended up being a, you know, all women outfit. What an amazing amazing story. Absolutely amazing story. And I I sincerely hope one day you'll write about this story. You know, it's... it's Yeah, I do. (laughs) It it is so, so uh, motivating. But I I think moving on, um, you know, you said that you spoke to the cup panchayats. Uh, This young uh, 35-year-old woman came to you and said, the more... It's you know, and I've been speaking to a lot of people who are empowering women, yeah, giving them more money. I'd love to get your perspective on how the rural communities are reacting yeah. to women getting empowered and to getting some money in their hands, which is yeah. which is a new thing that's happening in our country. Yeah. See, one of the things that I philosophically differ with a lot of people. I mean, at the core, I'm a capitalist, mm-hmm. right? But I'm also compassionate, and I'm also you know sort of full of emotions. Right. Correct. If you read about my philosophy, my philosophy essentially today is socio-capitalism, mm-hmm. right? So it's neither socialism, it's not capitalism. It's about social, unless you can get those people, see, because the more you try to control the outcome, mm-hmm. the less you actually, you know, uh, are inputting. Mm-hmm. The, but, but the more you're, and that's essentially the, 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 the core of, you know, uh, art of war. In the heat of the battle, you don't, you know, get emotional. Same mm-hmm. as Bhagavad Gita, Karmaniya Vadika Rasti Mahabalajikara. So, you know, that is what I'm trying to do. And that's where I started out that if you just see, because I did not go there with the intention of women empowerment, because I mm-hmm. genuinely feel I'm nobody to empower anybody. Mm-hmm. But if I can, let's say, dig a well and water comes out of it, let it be 
had by people who are thirsty mm. right and if all the women come up and they start calling it women empowerment that's all fine right mm-hmm. but the goal is to quench thirst of people mm-hmm. not to control how much they're having not Correct. to control what they are you know doing after that because that is where i think it gets too political too sort of iffy right mm-hmm. and so i've tried to stay away from that because that gets into this realm of activism mm-hmm. which today i mean after i've seen a lot of things on the ground i've really got repulsed from it mm-hmm. right because that that is getting twisted in a way that i mean the things that i know now mm. that have completely uh, revolts me from you know even venturing into that mm. but having said that i think the moment you get a woman to be able to earn mm. you suddenly are making a whole village prosper correct right because she in, invariably will always put that money i mean all of us know mm. i mean i'm 100% my mother says something i will do it blindly because mm-hmm. it's almost certain that you know she will always want good for you not mm. that my father does not want good mm. Mm. it's just that you know they they genuinely you know just sort Correct. of motivated towards that mm. right so a father is like the overarching figure but the mother is the one that is nurturing the kids mm. if you can sort of get that on then that controls everything but the moment you start saying you know i'd like to control where you're spending that money is when you know even the women start to sort of you know get wary Right. and and i've seen but i don't want to get into those examples i think it's a phenomenal thing that is happening mm. a lot of the youth are you know waking up to this possibility mm. um i was glad to read about you know the legit proper lady you know who got mm. the padma mm. uh, bhushan for now yeah. i actually mm. wrote about that right mm. cuz uh, papar belna is truly epitomized the person i personified by her you I know, know the the right so absolutely well said well said so today i'm now going to move to the next segment and talk about your book uh the lost wisdom of the swastika yeah uh first tell me this book's available on amazon and all the other platforms it was it's getting republished now because times of india is the one that started to publish it mm-hmm. uh and uh, if you complete the question i'll give you the whole story okay and then i wanted to ask you what is the hypothesis and tell me about the book sure so um the more i traveled in rural india the more i traveled in you know and i've lived in the us i've done many many times cross country mm. travel so you know i've mm. gone into deep state oklahoma and you know uh, nebraska mm. and arizona and what not so I've, i'm i'm fairly familiar with america is not just new york and friends mm. in the city it's really you know the the baba that you you haven't come across in arkansas as well right sure. and and so so the the real world like you know and that's what i write about the the real growth is yet to come about it cannot be just overlaid from thoughts and patterns right mm-hmm. and those thoughts and patterns is what i thought was you know sort of worrying because you're constantly being programmed into believing something which is not really the proof on the ground mm-hmm. so um i can't get into the whole book but the book is essentially a philosophy book which i had to write as a fiction because mm-hmm. curl publishers refused it they said mm-hmm. you know this is a swastika you know why don't you call it Harvard to Himalayas, bankers' journey to self-discovery. Mm. Why don't mm. you call it, you know, a high life, something like that, right? Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, how can we, they be so apologetic when this is India? And I do get the reference of uh, Hitler and you know swastika and everything. Mm. By the way, I've been invited by a lot of the U.S. Uh, senators to speak on this because uh, they've finally started realizing that it's actually important for the society to know what this is mm. rather than mm. just blanketly sort of mm. uh, hiding it. Mm. The idea is that. our societies are not bipolar societies mm-hmm. right that's the simplification of everything everything is not left and right and right and wrong and black and white and democrats and republicans correct there's a lot of shades to it right when you understand the shades 
that those shades are actually represented by the swastika at a very very simplistic level right mm-hmm. this is not what it is but at a very very simplistic level because you know mm-hmm. you said you have thousands of viewers then you know they they need to be understanding this language but when you go deeper into it you'd start realizing that let's say a movie like matrix mm-hmm. or a movie like interstellar or a movie like star wars are all based on this same philosophy mm-hmm. right so the philosophy is really what that there are four states that people exist in minimum right mm-hmm. and and that there are four directions you can't get 10 directions from one direction or two directions mm-hmm. you can get 10 from four right because then you start dividing mm-hmm. so the idea is that you also exist in four states the waking state dreaming state sleeping state and the fourth state that fourth state is called surya mm-hmm. surya mm-hmm. comes from the word chaturya which is where also my name comes from mm-hmm. so there are four vedas there are four directions there are four yugas that you know the the idea is that it's a very very philosophical sort of understanding and then that trickles down into something you know which you experiencing the society today mm. right our economy if you start looking at the world economy we are really not even tapping about 10% of the economy mm-hmm. so you know while we are having this debate on sustainability and everything the sustainability debate is happening because you know you essentially have mango um uh, trees in your backyard mm. and you're actively selling apple jam mm-hmm. and then you're constantly hammering the labor for not producing mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. right that's essentially what's happening right so for me it is important for people to understand look this you're far more than this the economic throughput will come when you really start to sell what you're really growing mm-hmm. not you know what is being asked for mm-hmm. and and that's where people sort of fundamentally missed out right so the, when you start looking at in an economy you start looking at the time scales a lot of things that people think are beliefs and mm-hmm. mythical things like you know tuesday people don't get a haircut mm-hmm. there's a mathematical reason for it people mm-hmm. don't understand it right why do people go on uh, to churches on sundays why do people go to mosques on fridays mm-hmm. there's mathematical reasons to it right i mean mm-hmm. i'm not one guy who'd say you know this is a belief i have zero beliefs mm-hmm. so that was the intent of bringing out that book in a simple story format mm-hmm. the outcome of that now is that couple of professors from london school of economics you know a very dear friend dr ashutosh khanna mm. ended up you know reading it mm. after what four years of our constant discussion like man this makes complete sense right mm. so we ended up making a course out of it mm. which is now aict approved course which is being taught to school uh, in mm. uh, universities mm. and that's called kulhar economy right? mm-hmm. so it's a three credit course 30 hours and you know we're sort of teaching the students to start thinking starts mm. with critical thinking don't take you know anything by Uh, studies have shown mm-hmm. start looking at you know what logically makes sense because a billion people country mm-hmm. cannot have cannot have a livelihood crisis or employment crisis i mean mm-hmm. either i'm crazy mm-hmm. you have a billion people you have cr- producers and consumers right here right mm-hmm. so either you're just not thinking enough mm-hmm. or you're uh, focus focusing your energies on you know something that you've been told and that is mm-hmm. where i think is wrong right mm-hmm. but fortunately i think for people like me fortunately the covid crisis happened and you know a lot of these things are getting exposed now without you even taking the first step but mm. i hope that makes sense right? no no makes a lot of sense makes a lot of sense and uh, you know i'm 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 certainly going to look out for your book when it is republished yeah and since you live in gurgaon or whenever you're back in gurgaon Absolutely. must have a much more detailed discussion but on that Absolutely. note uh, ajay i think we've run out of time now so sure. i really want to thank you uh, for talking to me thank you sure. for talking to me about har- harnessing value harva xpo and the, the incredible experiences that you have shared with so many uh, people who you may have probably working with including this 35 year old woman who you talked about at length 
Thank sure. you for talking to me about uh, your book. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a fascinating read whenever it comes out. But uh, I look forward to keeping in touch and uh, good luck. Yeah, thank you so much. Lovely talking to you. Thank and you. Uh, great effort again. Um, definitely we'll meet up when I'm in Gurkham. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for The Brand Called You.